Hey everyone, we're doing another one of those, uh, you know, newsreel things, and the reason why is because the working, most groundbreaking working, working. trailer of the year has dropped, and it is Family trailer, Guy Season trailer, 19, trailer. live from Comic-Con 2020. Well, the, not really, because, you know... Are they still doing Comic-Con? No, no, Comic-Con like got canceled. Thing? This was a Zoom call, I imagine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Also, I was gonna say that'd be crazy. Andy has a mic that doesn't sound yeah, like yeah. No, this hell. is new me. Yes, new, new everyone me, say new. thank. Everyone congratulate Andy. Yeah, your Patreon money. This is what happens. See, this is why you should contribute more, so that way we can constantly produce better quality content. Yeah, I'm not buying like Streets of Fire on Blu-ray with the money instead. Oh, that's um, that's a good ass purchase. You know, you know, she should do. You should get that soundtrack on vinyl. Ah, uh, that'd be a good call. Anyways, uh, this isn't our Streets of Fire episode. This is our uh, live reaction and subsequent discussion yeah. of um, Family Guy, the new trailer. So it's so five minutes long. In post, what Ty will do, I think, is uh, we'll just put like a beep sound, and that's when you hit yes. play. Yes, like because you can also watch yeah. this trailer with us, and because we're doing live yeah. reaction. We have not yeah. seen this trailer, so... React alongside us. Yeah, so... Well, I'll put okay. a link in the description, and uh, when you hear the beep, click on the video. Um, and this is just for us, Ty. I'll just count down for us. Okay. Okay, so obviously Corona thing, or was this, yeah, do you think, I, produced yeah, before? I would imagine Corona's this is, thing? no, this was produced, this was probably produced in, like, March. Why are you okay, doing so the X-Men like Quicksilver parody now? It, it was like 2015. No, yeah. earlier than that, I think. Maybe. I I mean, it was sometime earlier in the decade. I mean, this is probably just like a hallucination kind of... Meg's having, but like... No, I don't know. They, they are definitely more Flight of Fancy than they have been for the past, like, however many seasons. Okay, that got, got me. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Just the idea of like not actually fixing anything, just dropping, like just hurting your family. Okay, what is this? I don't know what this. I like to imagine that he's saying the N word. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I heard about this. This is a big character development. Yeah, but Chris could understand Stewie Stewie before, speak. so like, ah. Uh. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, I saw this joke. Yeah. What is this? I saw this on the Family Guy Funny Moments Twitter account. Oh shit! Okay. This clip specifically, the Simon. <laughs> That's actually funny. Okay. Okay, come on. Come on, guys. Ugh. 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 I feel sick. Okay, so there's obviously, like, an episode about Rupert and Stewie breaking up, right? Yeah. Can we assume that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a sick episode. There's a uh, Stewie and Rupert breakup episode. Maybe, maybe something about mom. Susie. 
No, no, it's, I think oh, that's probably an episode that's a what's up with Peter, what the hell? Pause. What the fuck? Pause. Oh, so he does join the mob. Okay. Godfather. Okay. Godfather parody. That's not a bad line. I'll send you where all the murders are from. Oh, fuck you. That joke's hackney. This, literally, it's like 30 years old. Like, what? what God, God for the came out like, what? Late 70s? You, you got here really late. Early, yeah, you got here so late, guys. Hurt ball sounds. Oh, is this like their Star Wars for this season? That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're doing a COVID episode. Yeah. <laughs> Caffeine kills dogs. Yeah, I wish. Okay. Really, with the Alzheimer joke? Okay, so there's an episode where Brian becomes a cat. And Meg is kinky stuff. This is, this yeah. is really a lot of nothing. I mean, it's... I will say this looks like it might be better than season 18, but it really does not look like much of a season. Oh, he's gonna fuck himself up. Yeah. Sail? They're playing fucking yeah. Sail by Able Nation? Oh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So, is there any more? That. Uh, yeah, Stewie's first. Okay, no. let's look at the actual. Let's look at the episode list. Yeah. Stewie's first word. Okay. Talented Mister Stewie. I don't know. Is that maybe the one where he breaks up with Rupert? Um, the maybe. mob one. The familiar. Meg's la wedding. That's the mob one. Yeah. Fecal matters is probably the COVID Ooh. one. Oh wow, there's a big gap. Oh maybe in the schedule, unless they pulled one from way later yeah. in the season. Um, yeah, that's weird. So, on a scale of let's just say not even one to ten, one to five, with you know five being like this is going to be a great Family Guy season, and one being this is going to be rock bottom. Right. Where are you feeling in terms of enthusiasm or hype for this season? 2.3 maybe yeah that's Two about where i am i'm not like yeah i'm not like actively dreading this like i probably yeah. won't have a terrible time watching this but like yeah it's like it's getting a checkup like... at the doctors and then one yeah 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 it, season 18 i think was like a particularly weak one if i remember right this one looks like i mean and they might have just like picked like the best jokes which is kind of sad oh, but God. this one seems fine yeah this yeah. is just if this there is were a the couple best. good they were yeah, there were a handful of good jokes in that, um, but yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good season of television. 
Hold on, are we gonna have to do this again for American Dad? I'm gonna check and see. Um, uh, maybe. I, depending on 17, the shit. Hold on, Wikipedia says there's 17 seasons, I believe, so... Okay. Oh, they're still doing, um... The current season? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, no, it starts... Eight, okay. uh, oh, no, wait, yeah, it started. That's, that's, okay, so... Hmm. Uh, current season 19, April 15th, 2019 to April 27, 2020. Uh, season 17, April 13th, 2020. I guess it got screwed up by COVID or... Yeah. I mean, what didn't? Yeah. Oh, no, it's aired. It's aired properly. Um, it, it ends... Okay, I mean, let's, let, let's just focus, like, specifically on this teaser. Do we have anything we really want to say about it? Obviously, it's pretty goofy that they... Did the, you know, all of these references way too late, which is kind of Family Guy bread and butter. Uh, COVID episode is going to be weird. Yeah. Small arms haunts me. The <laughs> Was that just a oh, cutaway yeah. or is that going to be a whole thing? I, I would probably have to be, right? I can't imagine how they would build an episode around Peter as little arms. But they yeah. could. Who knows? Um, I am interested to see what they do with, like, the high-concept Meg stuff, like, with the, the X-Men thing and the... That could just... I, I mean, feel that like seems like a cutaway. a cutaway. That one's a cutaway. Well, yeah. they have, like, this weird, like, moment where Meg's, like, like zoinked out and they're playing Black Hole Sun. So, like... I don't know. I feel like they might be doing Ma- something. Maybe with that, but that X-Men thing, I would be 100% shocked if it wasn't a cutaway. I mean, well, not... Okay, so if I had to guess, I think that scene would probably be from Meg's wedding. Maybe she's reacting to, like, someone who's very hot and then she gets married to that person. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be, like, a big high-concept through line. I think they're just... They let Meg kind of express herself no. more because these seasons are just... Kind of like that late Spongebob, like, it's all the physical comedy now. So I'm wondering, like, I'm glad, because uh, one of the things I was most worried about was a cop discourse episode. And it doesn't look mm, like we're yeah. doing that, unless if they're sneaking it in, which is still possible. I, yeah, I doubt, especially because if they were doing that right now, it would probably be an A-plot and none of the episode titles, like, met, like yeah, were this is still only that, like I don't think. a fifth of the season, you know? Oh, that's fair. I yeah. mean, it might be, yeah, later in the season. The five we've seen probably doesn't look like a thing. With the sparse schedule they have, I wonder if they're stretching out one production cycle into two seasons. Maybe. Maybe. It could just be they just decided to grab from a random ep- a later episode because they thought it would make good trailer bait. Um, I, I would not be surprised if they had, like, a batch of, like, 25 episodes... Um, right, and and they decided that, you know, we yeah. don't know when COVID is going to end. And, right. you know, right, right. if we we need something, we need a backup next season. Well, so. I, I don't think you'll hear anyone on those good old-fashioned values complain about shorter Family Guy seasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, what are you it talking about? I love watching 20 here. episodes in a week while working a job. <laughs> it's delightful. And, yeah. It is, it, our job is so much easier if it's 10 or fewer episodes. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I would even just take 15, like... Yeah, I would, I would not be against them uh, breaking it down into two seasons. Other yeah. than that, I don't know. Do you Sorry, guys... or fuck it, just pull an HBO and, and be like ten episodes a season. Yeah, yeah a Family Guy miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do we have anything we really want to say about it, though? No, it's, I... it's, it's not like a, it's not really much of anything. It's just, it's yeah. more Family Guy. Look forward to us filler. covering this season, because we're probably going to do live streams of the episode sometime after yeah. they air. 
So, and then we're on top of doing a, a proper thing when it's over, because this season's not going to be over until, like, mid, uh, like, spring next year, so. Yeah. Fuck Family Guy, man. All right, folks, I mean, uh, yeah, now it's on to the real deal. Yep. Enjoy so, your yeah. regularly scheduled programming. Peter Griffin is uncircumcised? Yeah. No, I think he's circumcised because he's Catholic. Okay. And Catholics do Yeah, that he's American too. Especially considering how psychotic his yeah. father is. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Suck shit, you know? No, I, I, I think that... I mean, circumcision is like... Whatever, you have your own opinions on it, but like, Jews do it, Catholics do it, and I think Protestants... Do it, maybe. I'm not Circumcision sure. is fine, but not before. It's not really like a Catholic thing, it's an American thing. Circumcision. Yeah, that is very, like, Europeans don't do it nearly as yeah. much. It Anyways, is. hello everyone. Welcome yeah. uh, back to the first and last Family Guy podcast on the internet. Uh, we're talking about the second half of season 10. Um, it's a, a boring 11 fucking episodes of television. This sucks. So we're going to so uh, level with, with the, you people. Uh, this is the second time we're recording this. The first time we got Patrick back on, uh, from the, the, what's his, uh, which Patrick? Good Guy 69. Yeah, Good Guy 69, we got him on. Uh, t- and we just had nothing to fucking say about this boring, yeah. this fucking back half of the season. <laughs> we so were just all... recording it, and, uh, Spencer and Tyre both drunk, so. Hello. Um. Yeah. I wish Andy was drunk. I'm, I wish so I was, but I don't have alcohol right now. Yeah. I wish Andy, I wish Andy was drunk, because it would literally be, like, 35 minutes of him talking about this. <laughs> the rest of us would be trying to butt in. Yeah. <laughs> he would just start ranting about fucking Star yeah. Wars <laughs> in the middle of it. So, yeah, we... We, we just released our, you know, probably our best episode ever with Felix Biederman. We talked yeah. about Jeffrey Fiekelman. Um, by the way, um, I, I please do not interact with this guy. Uh, we respect him immensely. But the yeah. guy Felix was talking about, the one who uh, made the polls, like, who is scarier, Fiekelman yeah, or Paddock, like, found the podcast and was like... <laughs> Dude, if you're listening to this, we're sorry so for sorry. calling you out. We're Dude, sorry. we're so sorry. No. We, really we love you. We thought, we we thought you were just like, I, I guess we just like didn't think about it. We were probably just assumed, like, you were off Twitter. Like, this is years ago. Who's ever going to think about yeah. it? Yeah. Especially since we're a no-name podcast. Yeah, we're not We're not going to shout you out again since you don't want to be associated, but uh, we, we love your, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, uh, we have the utmost you're, respect. We are glad that you exist in the world. We're very sorry for making fun of you. Yeah. You seem like a cool guy. I, I'd like yeah. to think we make good content, so we respect people yeah. who do also make good content. Yeah, no, we support Family Guy fans across the globe. So we're talking about the back half of season 10. Um, what this season really reminds me of is uh, when I was in middle school, uh, My I, wor- I went to the same school my parents worked at. So I'd go to the computer lab and hang out for like, you know, 30 minutes, an hour or so. Wait for my parents to pick me up, basically. I, I remember a lot of people would be watching uh, Family Guy on Hulu. And since this was... Was Hulu a thing back then? Yeah, Hulu was a thing back then. How long Hulu been a thing? Hulu was the place... Well, see, here's, here's the thing. Before Hulu was a streaming service, it was a like place where you could just put... Pull- 
where they, they, they just posted, like, re- online episodes of stuff. You could also see, like, if you look at, like, a bunch of, like, old Family Guy and Simpsons clips that were uploaded to YouTube in, like, 2008, 2009, they will either uh, open or end on a Hulu logo. Yes. Uh, yes. Weird. Right. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I would go to those has- I would go to those places, and I, people would be watching the new Family Guy episode, because the draw of Hulu back then was that you could... Uh, watch network TV the day after it airs, and Family Guy and The Simpsons would be there. Um, and, right. and so I'm a fucking middle schooler. I'm you know I'm not doing critical analysis of these shows. I just want some shit to watch after school in my 30 minutes of screen time before I have to do fractions and shit. Right. And that that kind of anecdote is far more interesting to me than this fucking season. Spencer, you you mentioned yeah. that you, your parents worked at the middle school you went to. Yeah. Well, it that was seems, a, that. That seems kind of absurd to me, just because, like, my mom's an elementary school teacher, and she works in the ta- school district, the town over, just because she wants nothing, to, like, she wanted, like, no, I'm not, I don't want to be connected to my child. It's, like, responsible. Yeah, no, my, my dad taught me. Yeah, that's weird. That's so weird. That's weird. Yeah. Do you know what this season reminds me of? What? A huge pile of shit. <laughs> okay, Here, here's the thing about the season. It's not even that bad. Like, if you make this... It's a, not bad, it's just... If you make this this own mini season, it's like lower middle tier Family Guy. It's yeah. just like so aggressively five out of ten that like yeah, I want more seahorse seashell part. I want more fecal men. I want I more fecal men. I, I mean, I don't I want that. But in the first, I, would, yeah. I think you said it specifically in the first recording that we did, Spencer. But like, we could talk about like. Like, there are a bunch of episodes in the first half of the season we could have talked about in our listening. We could have made that, like, two, the, the, the first yeah. half of the season on the episode on that. There were at least six hours. that we were kicking around. We yeah. Barely, there were at least we six that even, we were kicking around. Like, yeah. we had to stretch this out to get it to an hour. Like, honestly, like, if, if we weren't, if Ty and Spencer weren't drunk, this episode would probably yeah. be, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, because I mean, literally, nothing. last time, I think we, we had trouble getting to, like, 50 minutes. Yeah. And we're gonna, I think we're gonna release that raw on the Patreon. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just... No, it was, it was a tough record. We'll call it a lost episode. Sure. That'll we, we were, we yeah. were, like, falling asleep. Um, yeah. Wasn't great. It, wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um... It's just, it's just a bad half of the season. They, they front-loaded a lot of the more, uh discussable episodes in the last half is really just like they kind of fell off because they knew that they would have whatever captive audience that they got from the first half um i i want to cheat a little bit since um you know i didn't mention this last episode and since this is still technically season 10 uh this is like the prime example of the family guy effect that sticks out in my head whenever i think of the family guy effect for new listeners the family guy effect is an internet phenomenon or a phenomenon where if an internet meme appears on Family Guy, and this kind of later shifted onto like network TV and like more stuff. But if something appeared on Family Guy, a meme, it was officially dead. Like it's officially gone for good. Um, yeah. And the first episode has the fucking trollololol guy. Uh, yes. I okay. So Stop. if you're even younger than us, somehow, like if you're like a 15 year old listening if, to this podcast, yeah, if, you are, if you are literally three years old, <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you're still wearing diapers. If your parents are playing this for you while you're in a crib, um, my, uh, the Trollolololol guy was this just internet video of a Russian dude singing a song, and he sings, like, nonsense words, and there's actually a pretty interesting history behind that. Yeah, no. 
But he, um, he, was, he, was, he basically did it because he was mad at Soviet censorship. Um, I think it was actually more because like someone told him, like, I bet you couldn't make a good song without uh, lyrics. And he was like, no, well, watch I'm me, just dude. going off the story I, to- I was told. Yeah, it, either way, it's a really interesting story. But uh, people on the internet latched onto it because he goes, uh, t- Ty will put in the like the clip that he does. And, oh, I will? Yeah, the ho, 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 yeah. Hey, Horace, give us three shots of your best bourbon. And have that Russian waiter I like bring it over. Anyways, um, and it shows up on Family Guy, and I, I remember when I saw this on Family Guy as like a, God, I would have been 12 years old then. I was a fucking gay 12-year-old, but... Um, yeah, you were. You're still a gay 21-year-old. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what is it? it? It was like when that happened on Family Guy, it was like my Infinity War when that happened. I was like, this is the coolest thing I have ever seen in my life. Now, how old were you at the time when this happened? 12 years old. Okay, that sounds about right. We just need to clarify that for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> this happened last... This happened while I watched the episode recently. <laughs> Anyways, um, so there, there are a few things I can talk about for this, this half of the season. Um, okay, for starters, there's a lot of, like, big-name guest voices on this half yeah, of the season and a lot of yeah, them who are also awful yeah. people like james woods we've talked about before but we also right, have Ricky um, Gervais, who is also unfunny in this season like, yeah, yeah james woods you always love to see except on twitter ricky gervais like just shut the fuck up man god wait do, we, wait, do people like seeing ricky gervais after like 2008 yeah I th- well okay this i feel like was like right before he started really getting fucking blowback like this was like right before the peak sort of ended i feel like um where it's like people were start maybe starting to realize he wasn't funny but it hadn't fully set in yet you know? no R- ricky ricky gervais right. like well, he is funny but he's just a shit okay like look james woods is like objectively like five times more okay. evil than ricky gervais like way more evil and um right. I would watch James Woods in, like, any movie. I, I think, like, every movie he shows up in is it's just phenomenal. And the same is true of Family Guy. When I see him, I'm happy to see him. Um, Richard Gervais on Family Guy sucks ass. He plays the dolphin, and he's the most annoying dolphin you've ever seen in a piece of media. It's it's The thing is, it's like, you know it sucks because the character is annoying, intentional. Like, it's an annoying right. character. And it's still fucking annoying. <laughs> Also, uh, this is in the first back half of the season, but we didn't get to talk about it last up last time because, like, we had to talk about some of the most fucking spiteful and evil episodes Family Guy's yeah. ever done. Uh, there was an episode starring Spencer's fav- all-time number one favorite actor in the world, Ryan Reynolds. Um, oh God, I fucking for those of you who dude, don't know, R- Ryan. Okay, okay, R- Ryan Reynolds. Okay, look, here's the funny thing: Ryan Reynolds is like, he seems like a nice enough guy. He is like potentially my least favorite actor working maybe jared leto is worse maybe but every time i see ryan reynolds in the movie i just like i just start seeing red and start punching holes in walls and you know what and you know what 
This that Family Guy episode is his best fucking performance. I'm not joking. Zero irony. Really? You didn't like Deadpool? No, no. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds is Spencer as Antichrist. Um, I yeah, think he's, I, he's fine in the episode. My thing is, I, I don't particularly like Ryan Reynolds. I'm neutral on him. But every time Spencer's like, I fucking hate him in that movie, he ruins it. I'm like, eh, it's fine, I guess. It's like three and two so and a half to three and a half. Like, yeah, yeah like, that's, that's, I think, I think we, I like that we got, like, a, f- a proper gradient of emotions on Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, um, okay, we, we, we actually need to address. But yeah, who, who else was in this season? We are, we are fully talking. <laughs> yeah. oh, Anyways. Uh, oh, so, sorry, I, I accidentally unplugged right. my Right, so, I, I do, yeah, I do want to say. Yeah. Okay, um, so, the weird ones, no, I, yeah. the weird ones are, are Ellen Page, that. and, you know, 2012 isn't, like, peak Ellen Page. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she is uh Chris's uh Oedipal date in Tom Tucker: The Man oh, of History. Oh really? Yeah. Was she in the David Cage game yet? Let me see. Um, no, I don't think. Oh, well, I think it's the Tom year after this. I think it's yeah. 2013. Yeah. She hasn't even uh she hasn't even come out as a lesbian yet. Um. Oh wow. A shame. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls came out like a year after this, so. Yeah. Uh, she was. She was. I, I'm not reading her wikipedia page and uh she she was named uh one of the sexiest vegetarians of 2014 by PETA. cool um damn shoddy okay and uh the big one the one that like is just like really is fucking anna kendrick anna kendrick this is her year 2012 is her fucking year this is pitch perfect she has a hit song on the radio right she is in Paranorman. She is in End of Watch. Like she Wait, was in. Who fi- was she in Paranorman? Was she this uh, year? Courtney Babcock. Um, oh shit! All right. The year before, she's in fucking Fifty Fifty and Twilight Breaking Dawn. Like she is. Right. This is peak Anna. Um, what is well, it? I, I would. I would also like to put in, and this is something that we're going to get into in the second half of the episode, I think. But um, someone else who was a fairly major guest early by today's standards was Keith Blanchett, who was like an entire episode spoken. Yeah. As Penelope. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like we we've touched on this before, but I think all of the guest stars aside from Ricky, who's just like a charisma vacuum, do a really good right. job. No, I mean this we have we have long harped on the the fact that this show is very, very good at picking out guests. I, I wouldn't say any of them, on some of the with a few small exceptions, have super memorable roles, but I would agree that like none of them are really bad. Um, That's fair. Like all of them are like are. De- I'm not. Say- I would say all of them are like good, but like like they're not like all star in all star Family Guy episodes, so that kind of drags them down. Like it, I, I think like, Kate Planchett does a really good job. Oh yeah, her. She's yeah, she her episode show. is a yeah yeah. It's, it's we'll, we'll get that in the back half. It is. It's my favorite episode of the season. Um, God, I did not realize Anna Kendrick was in Paranormal. That's so cool. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, it's great. The other yeah. thing that I think is worth bringing up in this um, section of the podcast is this This has been dawning on me for the past couple episodes. Um, what is it? And Or past couple of seasons, really. And it's something that I'd like to bounce off you all. And that's that... I think Family Guy either needs to be a show that is broken into seven-minute segments, like in Family Guy Viewer Mail Number 2, which I think is a good episode, 
or it needs to be full prestige TV length, 40 minute episodes. Like, and then there are fewer. A lot of really bad Family Guy songs, or the really non-memorable ones, suffer from being either too condensed, like just like doesn't have any room to breathe, uh, just kind of skips over all the meat of the episode, or it's just like a third of an idea, and it's just like kind of ru- it's like stretched out to its like absolute breaking point, and then some more. I, I I think I completely agree with that. I think because like we, we, we talked about in the bonus episode about how um, the the two parter they did last season, uh, and then there were fewer. It's really good, and I think like um, I think yeah, like and that that is a thing that I feel like about a lot of modern TV in general is that like all is that like especially as we move away from like from traditional network television and, and ca- even cable to streaming and online digital distribution, why do, like, TV shows can just drop, like, standard runtime formats altogether and just have, like, the episode be as long as the story needs, whether that's, yeah. like, five minutes or seven minutes or, like, 45. Right. Like, just, just, like, and Family Guy is no exception to that. I think, like, you know, you, you, you just have, like, a short collection of jokes, like a le- nice little symphony... Or you have like this big grand two-parter that would work especially a lot for like like you know because Family Guy has a lot of like especially this season you have a lot of small sitcom episodes but you also have like with be it with Stewie and Brian or uh, with um, with Peter and the gang you have a lot of more adventurous episodes so I think playing with runtimes this season would really help. Um, yeah, like Killer Queen, I really like that episode. We're not going to be talking about it in the second episode. We'll bring it up here, but I think that it's simultaneously one of those need to be seven minute episodes i there's a fucking thunderstorm going on here um it's one of the, either those one of those need to be seven minute episodes or and one of those need to be 40 minute episodes jammed together you, or you know what you know what i think it would work better as like a seven two-parter where you had the food contest and then you had the fat the patrick returns um yeah. as like individual things right before we go on can i yeah. before we go on can i give my perspective on the thing we have talked a lot about uh, on previous episodes of the show about how Family Guy would probably serve better as an eleven-minute runtime show, which I, I could probably get on board with, especially in the back half of the season. My big thing is that I think that it probably would work better with, like, or we have seen in in different instances that it does work better with like that forty-minute runtime, you know, where it has more time to explore an idea. But my my concern with that is that I do not think that they would be able to pull that off for an entire season if only because like they are not able to come up with enough 40 minute ideas to make it a thing and I I would rather it be like a collection of 11 minute shorts with you know more concise plot and and you know a bit more a bit more accuracy on the joke I I don't think seven minutes is enough but I I think that either this runtime or like half of I think that's like, a really and, fair and, analysis, considering that, like, especially, like, you know, we, 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 we joke a lot about True, but, like, you know, Family Guy writers probably don't have, like, enough ideas to season to do, like, uh, 20, 40-minute episodes. I think, like, 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 to make it feel special, you only have, like, two or three 40-minute uh, episodes a season to make them feel unique. Um, but again, I, I, I think, obviously, the best thing would just be fuck episode limits and, and schedule it's kind of an outdated idea to have like for the most part like 
20 episodes all be the exact same length and format and structure. Um, I want to I want to uh, jump off into a different topic because there is one little bit of character development this season that I actually really like. It is just a moment, but it is a really informative moment, and it's the one that I'd single out. If the show were smarter, it would have more moments like this. And it's in um, the episode, you can't do that on television, Peter. And uh, basically at this point in the episode, Peter and Lois have had like a pretty big fight about them nagging, and they've come to like a resolution where Lois very spitefully agrees that like, you know what? I'm not going to nag you anymore. You're on your own. And then uh, they've stopped for a second, and then Peter pauses and says, and Ty, you can have this in, and it's, um, do couples fight as much as this? And then they have this, like, very frank conversation about how their marriage is dead. <laughs> yeah. And then it just ends. Lois, other families fight too, right? Not this much. Do you think maybe we should think about getting it? It is what it is. Let's just get Stewie to college and go from there. And it's a joke, but it's a yeah. really funny joke. And, like, and it's a joke they keep coming back to. Yeah, um, and... If I, I mentioned in uh, the Brian and Stewie yeah. discussion that I wanted the show to do like darker stuff and really focus on like the emptiness of these characters, and uh, nor we got some of that this season, but it's mostly disastrous, like with C.R. Seashell Party and Screams of Silence. But in this little moment, you get a glimpse of what a darker Family Guy would look like, and I think it's uh, it's a really good moment. And it's, it's not like, you know, they, they don't try and do that. I feel like at least once an episode they try to go for, like, a really dark cutaway. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But I, I agree with you, like, that, that more character-driven darkness works. See, I would, I would make the argument that, and I know that we have to move on at some point. Like, oh, are we? I would make the argument, we're, we're like, 23, 24. But I, I would make the argument that I think that you are... I, I think you are optimistic in looking at this as like an evolution of the you know character dynamic driven darkness of the show. I think it's more like they found a handful of dark jokes that they could make into a, a in, in, into like an actual engaging part of the show. I don't think that it is actually like a through line that they would want yeah. to follow. And I think that we I think that we should really be careful in in you know looking at the idea of like a trend yeah oh yeah i think that is true but i'm at least glad that i think me and spencer would agree that it is good that they went in this trend yeah um, look it's table scraps but i'll, I'll take the table scraps also, i can get one one more thing i want to say about this before i guess we we, we switch the episode uh summaries which is i noticed like um you know you have from like season two and onward brian and stewie get much closer and develop a very deep personal friendship that is like the core of the emotional elements of this show um, you have, uh, uh, you know, like since season eight, you have inclinations of like weird Chris and Meg incest jokes that never really go away and are just a constant part of the thing. Uh, you know, you have parts of the Griffin relationships getting closer, but for some reason, I think it's, it's really just Peter and Lois are, are the only Griffins that seem to just be like getting further apart outside of, I guess, technically Brian and Peter, um. I just thought that was interesting and worth noting. Like, like they keep pairing two groups of Griffins together, and the Griffins that are, like, supposed to be the closest to are, are just splitting apart. Yeah. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, do we have anything else we're going to add about? Nope. The just mediocre season, just... 
Welcome back to Truth Fuck Radio. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, Family Guy. Uh, we're going deep on some episodes. So let's begin. Uh, I'm the most sober. Does that mean I should go first or last? Yeah, I, you should probably go yeah, first. Yeah, go first. Okay, Fuck okay. Uh, so the episode I chose was um, the season was uh, the, the episode uh, T-Peter. Uh, and... Spencer, you, you, uh, I would ask, you usually do the uh, plot synopsis, but since you're uh, under the influence, for lack of a better term... I, I can, I'm sober enough to do plot synopsis. Okay, you do that. Yeah. Okay, so, T. Peter, um, what happens in this episode is that Peter opens a business, and it's actually a pretty good bit. Peter, his business is he just puts, like, an open sign on his house, and people just start showing up and just, like, buying shit. Um... It's pretty good. And anyways, it gets shut down by the government. So Peter joins the Tea Party. This is 2012, after all. And he realizes that it's basically a, um, it's basically like astroturfed by Carter Peterschmidt. And initially, Peter is like pissed off by this. But after being convinced by Carter that he can become like a symbol of the group, then Peter agrees to help move the group forward. It's massively successful and ends up shutting down the local government at Quahog. Then complete anarchy happens. And eventually Peter's like, okay, maybe we need to bring back the government. So they bring back, quote-unquote, something new, and it's just the government again. And that's the episode. Right. So I, I will let Andy go first, but I have some thoughts about uh, the, the political implications of this episode that I would love to go into after sure, he gives sure. his thoughts uh, on it. Because- I'll say this. Uh, when you think of Family Guy taking tackling the Tea Party as an issue in 2011 in, se- in the middle of season 10... Or by the end, I guess. Uh, you don't really think have high expectations, but I'm I'm gonna give it this. Like this episode, like if this was made today, would be a lot more mean. It would be a lot more spiteful, and it would be a lot more like cynical. So the the big thing that I notice is like a takeaway of of this is is Family Guy's criticism of the Tea Party wasn't about oh look at these dumb evangelical hicks. And how they try and do, like, government stuff. Look at how dumb they are and how, like, backwards. Right. Instead, right. it's more like, look at how rich people use their money to lie and convince people that they want bad things for themselves at the benefit of the own rich people. Like, that's a very... Which is, yeah, which is for the time a pretty, uh, I would say, above the curve. It's it's a completely reasonable analysis of the Tea Party that doesn't really feel patronizing. Um, yeah. Which is yeah, commendable, considering yeah. the the sort of av- uh, attitude of like you know Seth MacFarlane nowadays, who's a who's a Mayor Pete guy of all things. It's also weird because um, this is one of the very few like political analysis from this time, if not ever, that gets what astroturfing is. Like how a lot of so-called right. grassroots movements, especially from the right, 
are not, you know, built from the ground up, but rather, like, influenced by, you know, like, the Koch brothers. people who are already yeah. invested in this. Um, and, like, yeah. this this isn't, like, you know, new brand new knowledge or whatever, obviously, but I, I don't see a lot of stuff right. that talks about movements like the Tea Party and acknowledges this, especially a show like Family Guy. It's bizarre to see, though. I'd love to see right. it. I'm just gonna say it when we um, when we cover South Park. I, I don't imagine they'll be able to cover they'll they'll really do that great of analysis if they ever do an astroturfing episode. Because Spoiler alert! So it's they think yeah. it's because they have small dicks. Um, <laughs> right, that's but, the worst so thing it can be. Yeah, that's yeah. the of course. Well, because I, I know that the, they're dumb they Republican guys. Yeah. yeah, but but Andy, are you done with the political? I guess before you, you do that, I just want to point out, uh, there were actually a few ep- jokes this episode that I like. Like, um, so Carter's, uh, like, uh, like plant is creating a giant, uh, uh, pollution cloud that's heading towards Spooner Street where the, the Griffins live and like Lois comments on it right. going slowly it's like wow if th- that gets past these poor the poor neighborhoods and it hits us it'll be really bad and I and I and I really like that little joke uh, of just like yeah uh, not caring uh, Spencer since you're the the woke guy of the show how'd you feel about the uh, Mort Nazi joke this this episode I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. I completely forgot that shit it's happened. it's the one where he pretends to be an Aryan. So oh! the Aryans are coming up. Yeah, the Aryans are coming up in a in a truck because obviously, like, what would happen if the you know uh, if the actual like liberal order actually fell down is that a lot of you know neo Nazis would actually fill in the or maybe not neo Nazis, but definitely people with racist inclinations would fill in the power vacuum and like run around their local communities and, like, look for Jews, basically. And so, uh, Moore is pretending to be an Aryan because he is afraid of, like, neo-Nazis actually kicking the shit out of him from their truck. And, uh, no, the, 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 um, the, the Nazis ask Mort, uh, hey, have you seen any Jews around here? And Mort goes, uh, well, that depends. What's the reward? And then, like... The the air and then like they get suspicious, but another guy just like uh, covers him and goes, "Nah, this guy's kosher." And then Mort just like, "No, he's a Jew." And uh, so yeah, that's I think it's which I mean, frankly, like would happen if the entire like like entire you know U.S. legal system as bad as it is like probably dissipated in a day. Okay, could I go into my go ahead. analysis? I, I think that it is very impressive that uh, the writers of Family Guy were able to kind of analyze the political situation as not just a bunch of idiots, but actually like a movement led by people with significant means and investment in the current system, you know, trying to infiltrate uh, the movements of those who do not have as much uh, in either information or, you know, political power within the system. Um, I think that is very impressive, but I also think that the reason that it is never particularly effective is because it is doomed by the the liberal intricacy of the of like the the thought process of not only Seth MacFarlane, but the people who are like Seth MacFarlane that are on the writing staff and like they they can recognize the problems, but in terms of the solutions, they are limited by their liberal worldview. In terms of like you know, and and it sounds like a 
very rote, you know, uh, description of the problem, but, but you know, the whole technocratic solution uh, angle of it, or like the whole, you know, the, the, the insistence of fixing the problems through a liberal, uh, through, through a, like a liberal pattern of thought that, that really cannot allow for any type of, any, like, structural change. I think, I, I think that they are right in diagnosing the problem, but I think that because of their specific worldviews, they're not able to actually come up with the correct solution. Yeah. I mean... I think you're correct, but at the same time, I, I like it is impossible that a network television show from 2012 could create a better alternative, yeah. uh, or at least summarize one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that like we live in a world in which that would be possible, but I'm saying that like if you are looking at this episode as like something to inform your politics, like you should be wary of all of the shortcomings. Which are well, also, if you're looking at fucking Family Guy to inform your politics, you have a nail in your brain. Um, Wait, yeah. you're fucking moron. I mean, yeah. I, 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 That's I, a I cool also, guy. I think that a guy who's, like, watching Family Guy is like, <laughs> damn, the, they know politics, man. They, they, fucking, they fucking smart as shit, yo. How do, you, how do you think that guy would read trans issues? Uh... Um, I think, I think they would be willing to hook up with the trans person, but I do not think they would think they yeah. would. Yeah. You know? Hey, yo, I'm, and, and I'm I'd hook up with a fucking transgender, but I wouldn't do no gay shit, yo. Yo, I would, I would fuck a tranny in the ass, but if they tried to take their pants off, I'd fucking kill them. Yeah, <laughs> that type of guy, yeah. I, we should have him on the show. Um, yeah, anyways, uh. Uh, one more thing I want to say. Uh, the taco joke where they they uh, yes, they that joke is so fucking good. Make, so they they're at the uh, tea party rally. There's a, there's a taco stand, and uh, they're making fun of like Midwesterners trying to perform uh, or like uh, white people trying to pronounce ethnic food. And it's just this like Midwestern lady, two Midwest like people with a Minnesotan accent talking about tacos and with a corn tortilla shell like it's it's great it's it's they got rides games and ethnic food cooked horribly by white americans tacos hot tacos here oh are those tacos you better believe they're tacos i love tacos especially on a corn tortilla oh i love tacos on a corn tortilla i i we've spent way too much time on this uh, let's, let's move uh, on I, to the next episode because we're like... Um, hang on. We're really not that late since we took a huge break, but, um... Was a, we spent too much time on this episode, but I just want to add that my grandmother called Chipotle, um, Chipoltes. That's delightful. <laughs> yeah, she was very Midwestern. She was a sweet old Midwestern lady. <laughs> um... Anyways... Okay, uh, whose episode's going next? Oh, you, uh, you can go me? next. Okay. So I did the episode, uh, it's actually the first episode of this series of episodes, uh, episode 12 of season 10, which is Living on a yeah. Prayer. Um, Awful song. And this is the episode in which, okay, uh, I can do the plot summary unless you really feel strongly uh, about it. Oh, you can it. do the plot summary. Okay, so basically Stewie meets a new friend in his, you know, age cohort. Um, hold on, sorry, my thing is being stupid. Um, so Stewie meets a new friend in his age cohort. Uh, while they're playing, his friend passes out. Lois gets pretty upset about it, you know, obviously. Um, she brings the child who is Stewie's friend to the doctor. 
Uh, Dr. Hartman says that he is, you know, afflicted by, I think it's Hodgkin's lymphoma, but it's, it, it, it is some kind of cancer. Yeah, it is some kind of cancer that is easily treatable, but I mean, definitely deadly form of cancer. Uh, she brings it up to his parents, who are Christian scientists, but they kind of are are very anti any kind of you know medical solution from the 20th century. Um, so that you know, Lois is not particularly fond of letting Stewie's friend, who is you know obviously like a child, like a pre preschool child, she is not a fan of letting them die. So she and Peter plan to kidnap that child from his home and bring him to the hospital, but somehow the law enforcement gets a hold of their information before they reach the hospital. Uh, they intercept them before they can actually provide that child with care. And Lois gives a speech, you know, talking about how doctors and medical technology, you know, and, and advances in arms medicine are or potentially could be answers, you know, to prayers about healing children from God, uh, the parents, or the child's parents um, accept that as a reasonable solution, and that child does not die of their treatment. So, yeah. um, I, I think uh, you, you mentioned in the um, the first recording, the tie, the of like episode, how, like, yeah. you know, much like how we talked about in the yeah. two-part T. Peter episode, like, it's this episode could be way more obnoxious and patronizing. Um, they're like maybe slightly different writers. Yes, absolutely. Especially if, especially if Brian was the one who's pushing. Yeah, but because it's Lois, which they smartly it, decide not. It's to. it's yeah. more oh look at this poor sick t- child instead of look at these crazy religious people, which is the right angle. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. lean on the anti-religion angle um, as much, and it feels more. It feels more organic from Lois since, like, she's, you know, worried about, like, someone else's yes. kid. Um, so, you you brought up this episode as being, like, one of the few good examples of the show doing its sort of, you know, edgy 2010 atheist shtick, right? Right. Um, I mean, that, yeah, not even 2010, but, like, the idea of religious conviction in general, which they have done a lot in, you know, at least in season four, but I think that I, I think that this is the first time where it's tasteful because it's actually caring about the health of a child rather than, like, the idiocy of bleeding. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, I think that also, like, it helps that Christian science is just fucking, like, evil in general. Like, right. it, it's not right. even, like... I've never it, met it's a Christian It's not even, child. like, a lol Christian thing. It's a, like, these people believe barbaric shit thing. And that's... Which is... And I will say it is kind of odd because, like, the Amish are, if anything, worse on topic than them. But they treated them with at least some modicum of respect in the past season yeah. or two. Well, you, know? you failed to consider that the Amish yeah. are epic. So they right. make great the furniture. Amish, the Amish are really epic, and the Christian scientists are like they—they they hit the exact wrong balance between like living in the modern world and actually not benefiting from it. Uh, yeah 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 no this um no i don't have anything to say i just have drunk confidence go ahead andy i i think i wanted to bring up something about stewie so like uh you know as as the you know when stewie goes on his big shtick is being an an evil baby uh this episode is a good time to bring up one of the things that i noticed about stewie this season that you see is that like 
this is a good example of like uh, how, how you can see that the show has sort of aged Stewie up a little bit because it's not like he's no longer quite yeah. infant anymore. He's like um, two to three years old and is like going yeah. to a daycare now, which right. I think is is interesting because like um, and I and I kind of respect it because like obviously Simpsons hasn't does anything like that with Maggie. She's still like the exact same age or Bart and Lisa. Um, so I think it. I, I like that like. It's even if it's not like much, the Griffins have aged just a little bit over the years. Well, I, I would I would make an argument against that though, because I think later in the season, the episode where Stewie has an abusive preschool teacher, um, that he he explicitly states that he's one years year old. But I think that this is building off of a weakness that we talked about in maybe episode or season five. Whereas that Stewie interacting with, with other, like, you know, one or two-year-olds is really not effective because they do not have the force of personality well, to actually make them into effective foils yes. for Stewie. So I think he is technically one-year-old still, but the show has correctly realized that they really cannot make Stewie into a character with anyone outside of the Griffin family if he's not at least, like, in a observably and it's, and, it's, and it's also worth noting that um that uh that like outside of uh his his regular preschool teacher from here on out uh miss emily i think is her name uh right. it's not like there are any like other reoccurring skid kids at, at stewie's school it's just they, they they show up for like cutaways and stuff or occasionally at the uh, b plot but i i i I, I just yeah. think it's worth noting that, like, the show, like, this is a shine of the show, like, even on a small level, visibly right. changing still. Yeah. Yeah, my, my whole point was that he is, like, within the show's canon one-year-old, but I, I agree with you in that. I think they realize yeah. that that is a losing prospect, and they age, or at least, like, in their protection of him, they aged him up to, like, a preschool age where his cohorts would actually, like, have language skills to it. I, I yeah. just I zoned out there for a second, and then when I zoned back in, uh, you all were talking about the Family Guy canon, and I had a split second like drunk, <laughs> you know, existential crisis. Like, I just got off of a fucking twelve hour shift at work, and I'm spending my night and then, drinking oh and talking about the fucking Family Guy canon and then for an we audience shot you of in the, the hundreds with an actual canon. Um, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot to take in it's yeah. just this weird moment so, of lucidity so, for me to, to cut this episode short I think that it is effective more so than any other episode in its anti-religious stance if only because it is taking shots at a religion that is actively harmful towards children um, otherwise the notes that we have like for it stand and the the particular um understanding of Stewie's character's evolution uh like is is valid otherwise yeah, let's move on I, I, I guess it's, 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 it's worth noting there aren't really that many memorable jokes uh this episode of course well i mean but that's really most yeah. of the season because the season is is it particularly or at least this half but we want so venture let's move on to your episode uh mr and mrs stewie um, so here's the mini backstory behind us choosing this. I remember we were <laughs> in the deleted episode. We were talking, like, we ended up talking about this episode. And we were like, wait, this episode fucking slaps. And, um... Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, and then we're like, why did we, why did we fucking choose this shit? It's so good. Um, it's 
probably the best of the season. I think I like Killer Queen. Killer. I would argue that Killer yeah. Queen is also up there for me. Um, back to the pilot. If we want to go through the back half too, but this is one of the best episodes of the season. Right. Um, so I, I'm glad you mentioned Ty that uh, that Stewie interacting with other infants doesn't give him an effective foil. It just gives him someone like to yes, you know, kind of do his grandiose gay thing at and yeah well i mean and and i would i would argue that like the main basis of that is that most preschoolers do not have advanced language skills which like especially since stewie works like best in a dialogue setting like really really yeah also stewie works best when he's like this was on the uh trans episode but he works best when he's talking to the audience um anyways uh but this episode actually gives Stewie a foil, uh, his own age. And he meets, uh, the plot summary is that basically he meets a woman, his own age, who is even more evil than him. And that's a little contradictory, but we'll get to that later. And the two start doing all these, like, crazy plots for world domination. You know, they start... Uh, yeah, it's like Doctor Evil yeah. times two. And uh, eventually, what is it, they start doing all this crazy stuff... And eventually Brian catches wind of it and is like, hey, Stewie, you should stop seeing this woman. She's making you do bad things and revert to your old self. And uh, Stewie tells this to this new girl, Penelope, and Penelope's like, well, you got to kill Brian. And uh, right. he says, no, I can't do it. And then she says, all right, well, I'm going to kill him. And she tries to kill Brian. And then Stewie, you know, saves Brian and gets in a big really well choreographed and pretty dope fight but with her i mean they're all of family guys fight scenes are very well yeah but even by those standards those high standards this is pretty high yeah um, yeah this is a this yeah. is one of the best fight scenes in the show and uh it ends with this big moment where stewie triumphs and it's like stay away from my best friend and she agrees she kisses him goodbye and they depart she departs on top of a truck um if there is a B-plot episode, I cannot remember. There it's is. Not... It's the um, the Peter and Lois getting bunk beds, and so Peter deciding to, because he can't sleep without someone to cuddle with, oh, goes to sleep yeah. with Quagmire. I love that B-plot. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, that that's... It's very cool. It, it, is, it is a huge de- de- like deconstruction of the heteronormative male of like being totally self Yeah, it's it's yeah. bro shit, honestly, to, to cuddle your bros, to, you know, just caress them at night, and maybe if you have to take off a few clothes, it's fine. It's just, and it's also worth noting, uh, in the episode, the reason why uh, Lois gets bunk beds is because every time they go to sleep, uh, Lois uh, crushes Lo- uh, Lois into a fucking pancake. Uh, which is funny. Uh, and the episode, I believe, um, or at least the B-plot ends... With uh, after uh, Lois invites Peter back into bed, it cuts back to after qu- cuddling with Quagmire, uh, him completely crushed under it too, b- because Peter has yeah. fucking because Peter's a fucking uh, pop. Yeah, but <laughs> he's a huge guy. He's a very how okay. This is this is kind of distraction. How happy do we think Peter or Peter Griffin uh, over? Th- I think it's probably I would like say over three hundred. Um, okay. Depends on how tall he is, I think. Uh, that, I that's think a bit... li- That's fair. I, w- I would probably assume he's like five foot away. Yeah, I'll look this up because it's probably written down somewhere. Um, yeah, family, <laughs> family Guy canon website. Um, 
Anyways, uh, yeah, no, I love that little that little side plot it, where it, it's a cute little distraction. Also, yeah. Peter's six two. Um, Damn. Yeah. Is he really? <laughs> Peter should have oh, hooped. Um, anyways, uh, but the main plot is just sublime. It's the best Stewie. It's one of the best uh, Stewie and Brian dynamics where uh, Stewie kind of has to choose between this new girl who he genuinely loves and bonds with, but Brian and asked to like protect his friend's life and ultimately sides with his best friend. The stuff with Penelope, voiced by Kate Blanchett, is just wonderful. She does a great job. She leans into like the kind of, you know, diabolical zest of her role. It's great. I say, we're on quite a run. We blew up the Great Wall of China, bombed the Eiffel Tower, and look at this note I sent off. Dear Pakistan, up yours. Love, India. Is, is Kate Blanchett actually British? Because... I mean, that is an added bonus to her performance, but also she is just a genuinely, like, very... No, um, we, we, you know, we talked about this in the first half, but, like, you know, like, they got a lot of big celebrity guests, and that all makes sense. How the fuck did yeah. they get Kate Blanchett, though? Because she is... I mean, I was... I don't think she was that huge in this time period. This was, like, a decade ago. I guess. Um... Yeah. I mean, because, like, what? I don't know if this is entirely accurate, but I would... I would make the argument that, like, her big career happened with, like, what, Thor Ragnarok, maybe? And that was, like, what, 2013, 2014? So this was, like, half a decade before. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, yeah. So I, I, I did forget there was a bit of a lull, but it, it, it is, she gives a really good performance yeah. on this episode. No, she is very, very Yeah, good. she's also having a For fucking sure. blast, too. Like, you can just tell how... Yeah how lovely her role is it's just a it's great it's, yeah it's a lot like patrick stewart every time he shows up on family guy you can just tell yeah. he's having fun yeah yeah but even that like he had a hit beforehand just kind of like his thing to rest on and i think he blanchett like really not a not an enormous star until like the mid 2000s or yeah. 2010s but you know? uh she is yeah. terrific in this and she is so yeah. good at this. Especially, like, she does an accent through the whole act out, even though I think she is... What is Ivanhoe? Yeah, she is... I think she's an American actress, which is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I, um... I love, what is it, the ending, which has the two, like, you know, they have that kind of kiss at the end, and... You know, they do the Family Guy thing yeah. where they kind of undercut the sincere moment with the joke, but the joke is actually pretty good, and the sincere moment is genuinely really sublime, so, like, I can't complain. How do you feel uh, about the Mort joke this episode? What's the Mort joke again? The wallet. The the wallet bomb. Oh! Uh, he, he won't open the wallet, because it, it'll explode. It's, a, it's yeah. decent. It's like a good, like, kind of double subversion where, like, you know... Family Guy loves that joke where they, like, set up an obvious joke, then they don't do it, and then they do it after they kind of... And I think it's a pretty solid one. Oh, Stewie, it's so nice to finally have someone to do naughty things with. Definitely. All right, I made a wallet bomb and I planted it on Mort. As soon as he opens it, boom! <laughs> Oh, bloody hell, how do you go two weeks without opening your wallet? Yeah, he's been out to dinner like four times. We're clearly not going to get him this way. I know. 
Which is why I just planted another bomb that's set to go off every time he burps into his hand. <clears throat> oh, I'd better make sure my wallet's okay. If, if I were being, if I were, yeah, the joke is that uh, they plant a bomb in more toilet, which will go off when he opens it, and like, it's been like a month, and he has not opened his wallet once, the joke being that Jews are cheap. Um, my, my big argument is that I would, I would love to see, like, what the, and this is going to sound like slowly or woke or whatever, but I would love to what the demographics of the writing team are because I know that they have had like a significant number of Jewish writers in the past, but like I, I really think that like something that you need to be careful of like the, the actual demographics, um, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. yeah. Sorry, I didn't have any. No, no. Yeah, that, that is fair, and, like, I, I just, you know, Spencer's the woke guy, so I gotta bring up the potentially problematic issues. How am I the woke guy? Because, right. look... Oh, I, I, am the, I am the woke well, one. I know okay. you're not woke, yeah. but you covered the, the problematic episode, so I have, like, we have a niche right. on this that show, is true. okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's only because they're, like, the most interesting to talk about. And, and... Right. Yeah, if, any, if anything, I would argue that, like, of the three of us, I am the wokest one of the like, sure. Drunk. Also, you have a Jewish GF, yeah. so I guess that also counts. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, anything else to say other than we really like this just, episode? Just great fucking episode. I don't really think so. It's a very, it's a very solid. It's kind of Family Guy I, at its I, best. I mean, if they could do more of this, yeah. It's it's like a kind of a perfect. It's not the best Family Guy episode, but it's like a, kind of the show doing what it does best really well. Right. Yeah. This I mean, feels. I would, I would argue of the back half of the season it is. Yeah, this feels yeah. like a season six episode, and I yeah, and I, yeah. And I cannot stress yeah. this enough. It is that the highest compliment I can give a Family Guy episode is that it feels like the season right. six again. Right. Um. No, that is yeah, that's very fair. Um, do we have anything else you want to talk about uh, this season particularly, or there's do we one, want to... I want to call out my favorite joke of the entire season. It's probably like not that great, but I, it made me laugh. Uh, in the the episode we didn't talk about uh, this this time, but we talked about last time, uh, Killer Queen. There's yeah. a, there's a scene where they're, they're yeah. looking over uh, a dead body, and they uh, they at a camp because uh, and they call Joe over to investigate, and Joe and Joe opens his mouth. Uh, in the, to like about to talk to like another cop and just goes like, you know, well, we don't have all the facts, but that never stopped us before. And then just starts doing like deep bucket belly laughs. So it's like, oh, there are no other cops around. Yeah. It's it's really fun. I like whenever <laughs> they just like, oh yeah, do Joe yeah. is a like not necessarily Joe is a shitty cop, but like point out like how how cops and shit like cops yeah. Yeah, and use Joe for that. Yeah. It's it's always nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would also, and this is this is like my shitty musical theater nerd like side coming out, but I, I also am a big fan of like their maybe not even takedown, but like their their joke on behalf of Patter songs because like Patter songs are so hard to do, and like if you can do that, like God bless you, but like ninety percent of people can. Like the whole major general thing, like I, I would take at least yeah. like five weeks of practice to at least like. And it's and it's worth noting those two great jokes are literally right next to each other. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Folks, thank you for joining this much more successful re-recording of uh, Season 10, Episode 2. Um, season... What the fuck? Oh, God. Irish cream season is getting to me. Season 10, Part 2. Season 10, Part yes. 2. Anyways, um, but that's gonna do it. Um, we don't know when we're doing a multi-part season again. Probably do yeah. one for American Dad. Maybe the first season of the Cleveland Show, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I hopefully never. Um, but that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, folks... Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you're one of those people who stuck around, uh, you jo- you watched it because of the Felix episode last uh, week and you joined, thank you so much. Uh, we're glad to have you on board. But that's going to do it. Uh, anyone else have anything to say about this season or in general? Thank God we never have to talk about it again. God bless. Yes, that's right. The season is not very good. I think this show gets a lot more interesting when it's like, not as mediocre a show, and also if you listen to Felix before, like you should look at photos. I think I'm really hot. And yeah. If you like on again, on this our this side. isn't a bad season. I'm not like it's it's pretty five out yeah. of ten. It's it's more that just like this is the third episode we've recorded on this season alone. Like God. I think I was actually thinking of doing another re-recording of this. I think I think it would be a really good idea. No, we're no. done. We're done. <laughs> we I, cannot I, do that. This recording I turned out. I would literally if we, if we did if we did a re-record of this system, I would do it like with my headphones on, carrying like next to me, like in the middle of the street until a five or an Nice. Um, but that's gonna do yeah. it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Yeah, bye. Farewell. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. And where those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Lucky there's a family guy. Lucky there's a man who positively can do all the things that make us laugh and cry He's a 